Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dreamers Together podcast, where we talk all things DACA, adjustment of status, advancement parole, and anything immigration related. I'm your host Maria, and today we're going to be interviewing one of our very own, Brenda. Now before we bring our guest on, I do want to remind you guys that you can now renew your DACA online. You can go to the UICIS website, create an account, and fill everything out from start to finish. Here at Dreamers Together, our mission is to create a safe space for dreamers to share their knowledge and experiences and become fierce advocates for family reunification, community service, and immigrant empowerment. So basically, we're just going to do like a, you know, like get to know you pretty much. Like, you know, um, tell us about yourself. Um, When did you find out? How did you get here? All that good stuff. Okay, okay. Okay, so first, I guess, what's your name? <laughs> okay, my name is Brenda. I am 27 years old. When's your birthday? Um, June 30th. I was born in 1994. Aw, you are about as old as my husband. <laughs> oh, really? You're yeah. Cancer. Same. I'm uh, July 2nd. Woo-hoo. <laughs> We're the best. Yeah, we are. I'm always like, I'm a crybaby. I know. It's 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 in the sign. Like I can't help it. It just makes it, makes us feel more emotions where we're intense people. Yeah, we are. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brenda. So where are you originally from? Um, I am I was born in Mexico City. Um, and then I live in Guanajuato. Tarimoro Guanajuato to be exact. Um, I lived most of my life there until I was 12 years old. And then I moved to Texas. What part of Texas? Um, I was in Parker Heights, Killian, Texas. It's really close to um, Fort Hood, Texas, the biggest base in the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we came um, to, where was it? Houston first and but I was a lot younger I was like five I think I think I came through Bronzeville oh, okay that's pretty close I think yeah I don't know a couple hours <laughs> but um, you live in um Colorado now yes I do my husband's in the military so just moving around how do you like that I love Colorado um I, I'm a nanny, so wherever I go, it's easy for me to find a job. But it's sad when, you know, we got to get up and go. Um, it's hard. I know. I feel like I would get so attached to the babies. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I really do. And it's like every time I have to leave, I have to cry and say goodbye. Oh. Do you guys move, like, a lot? I, like, my best friend's husband's in the Army, so... She's in North Carolina now, and they're about to move back to Georgia. And it's kind of like every, I want to say like three or two years that they're having to two move. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just got married in August. Um, so we, um, we haven't been married for that long enough for us to, like, you know, move around. Mm. Um, but I know a lot of people do, so I'm just getting prepared. I don't know if he's gonna stay in, he's gonna get out. Um, we'll have to talk about that and see if we if he stays in, then we have to move to whatever they send us. If he gets out, we'll pick where we wanna leave. 
Oh, okay. So how long have you been married? Um, since, I'm say like a year. Oh, so y'all just got married. Yeah, it's not been too long. <laughs> how long has he been gone now? Um, it's been a month. Oh, okay. So y'all got to spend yeah. a good amount of time together before he had to leave. Yeah, we got our first apartment here. Um, I don't know, we started like our new life. And then it's been, we've been, we've been a year here before he got to get up and leave. Yeah. Okay, so when you came over here, did you already know that you were undocumented or did you kind of find out later on? Um, I, so my whole life, you know, I knew my, when my dad came here, my mom did, I always knew, but I, I was, you know, too young. Uh, when we got here, my parents always talked to us about it. Um, pretty much explained kind of what it, what it was. Um, but I think when you're that young, you don't understand, like, the extent of what being undocumented means. Um, and then um, I think I always knew. Like, I don't think I ever, you know, a lot of people have those, this is how I find out moments. Um, yeah. I don't think I did because I was what inform of what it was and um of the things that I could do and I couldn't do um like a lot of my friends already in high school they had jobs um and my parents never wanted me to get like a fake social or anything so um, because of that I never was able to just get a job um and then right after high school I mean Daga came out so you know, it was a little bit easier. Were you 18 already when he came out? Or are you one of those people who were already after, you know, after 18? No, I was, I was 12 when I got here. So when DACA came out, I was like 18, 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't get mine till I was 24, 25, I think. Um, so I actually had to look for a job and stuff like that before I got my DACA yeah. and everything, but... No, I was I was very young. Me and my sister were little. Um, I I got here just for uh, middle school. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I had a lot of support from my teachers. I remember when DACA came out, um, we needed like a letter from the school, and like the teachers were up for like help and, you know, make sure we we got everything that we needed. That's awesome. That's crazy. You know, like when he first came out, everybody jumped on it and now they won't even let accept like accept new ones i know i mean i think that's sad yeah it's especially because they're letting you submit your forms but they're not accepting Mm -hmm. it it's kind of like you're just in limbo and like they've taken our money you know what i mean like they've taken all these people's money but they're not accepting anything yet yeah exactly because you have to send a check regardless i don't know they're making it hard for everyone. It's like, yeah. you know, most of us just want to go to school and go work. So did you, um, after you got your DACA, did you go to school or? Um, right after my DACA, I started working. Um, I think I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so I got my first job. At, um, I worked at Olive Garden. Um, I was a hostess. 
and I was there for I think a year or two and then I moved to Arizona and that's when I started my journey as a nanny and now I mean people think like when you say nanny they don't think you know like you you know you don't make money it's not like a good job but it really is and mostly you have certifications and um all this stuff which you can get when you have that because you can actually they allow you to to get those yeah no i know this lady who um she's a nanny for um this one lady who like makes a ton of money and she has all kinds of certifications and when she babysits or you know nannies she knows different languages so she has to teach the babies that so it's kind of like a daycare at home you know pretty much um the reason i think the main reason why they like hire me in the first place was because i speak spanish and they want the baby to learn spanish um but then like you know it's like you're literally a mom like a part-time <laughs> mom yeah um we're always together um i get along really well with them um i'm leaving with them right now kind of leaving like part-time um during the weekdays and um yeah it's i mean i love my job um i love what i do and honestly wouldn't be able to do it without that guy it's like i mean not legally at least you know yeah so are you planning on like is that going to be your like this is it this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life or are you planning on going back to school or doing something else um i'm thinking of just adding more certifications um it all depends on like my husband like what is he doing getting out of the army staying in and then i'll go from there um in this side um definitely doing more certifications but also i'm interested in being a um it's kind of like a like a nurse newborn trainer so you help the parents with like sleep training and schedule setting right after they get out of the hospital so then um they kind of ready for them in like a couple months so then it's not too hard on the parents um right yeah so it's like a kind of thing like overnight nurse and then you oh yeah 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 with all that okay yeah i've heard about that i actually follow this lady online who is who used to be one of those like an overnight nurse uh-huh. and um, she does like a sleep training so whenever mm-hmm. my daughter was learning to sleep in her crib that's kind of what we followed and how we learned to get her to stay sleep overnight and stuff. Yeah, like we know, um, you know, I know already all that because they actually had a, a night nurse here when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with him when he was two months old. So, yeah, um, I know all that stuff. And it's just I it, I like working with kids. I don't like working with grown-ups. <laughs> so, right. I think that's what I want to do. Nice. That's fun, though, I think, you know, like, and especially if you're going to be moving around, it'll be yeah. easy to find a family. And with the families that I work for, I mean, I get so much opportunities, like, traveling with them and doing all this other stuff, so, um, which will be important one day, too. Um, I'm going to do my borrowing place, hopefully, and doing that will mean I can actually travel out of the country with them and, you know help them while I'm not here because right now all I can do is during like I can travel within the country right so you're going to do parole in place because your husband's in the military right 
Yes. Tell us you know, like, a little more about what parole in place kind of is and how it works. Um, okay, so luckily <laughs> for him being to active duty, um, I think it's active duty and uh, veterans. Um, but I mean, for sure, active duty, that's always what I know. Is, um, you get the opportunity not to have to leave the country. So how people are doing uh, advanced parole, which is you have to travel out and then come back in to get a legal entry, um, uh, parole in place, they forgive you, they give you the el perdón, mm -hmm. and then that way you're allowed to start your process with them being here, not having to get out, not having to go to el consulado en otro estado, en otro país, like, you just do it all from here, and you don't have to worry about anything else. Um... I mean, it's, I think it's great that people, you know, are able to go and do advanced parole and um, and um, be able to go back to, like, their countries. But also, for me, I think in a way I'm lucky because I get to do it from here and then save my money and go there and enjoy without having to worry, you know, about what time, what date I have to come back and all the stuff that they have to... Um, so anyone that can can do um, a, a parole in place, I definitely recommend. And it's so much faster too. Yeah, you no, it's like you're wait. skipping a whole step. So that's nice. Yeah, you don't have to wait for any, well, you do have to wait for approval, but it's not like you have to wait for that, wait for the dates and follow, you know, whatever dates they give you and I don't have to look for all this proof and stuff. All I have to send is, you know, make sure they know that we're married and all this stuff. And um, so is it from there? So is it kind of like adjustment of status where you have to have an interview and wait for them to make an appointment and stuff, or do they skip all um, that no, for you? I just I just send my do the the documents. I do send. I think I do send proof. I haven't started yet. I'm just I'm waiting for my husband to get here. Um. He's a smart one when it comes to all that stuff. <laughs> um, and since he's gone, you know, and when maybe we need, like, because we need to prove he's in the army or military and all this stuff. So, um, but we do have to send our documents and things like that. But we skip the line of doing all that. Um, and then technically, once approved, um, um, I was told that I can do start my um ios i mean yeah i don't know that of my brain ios um i can start it as i'm doing my um parole in place because like it takes you know, a while yeah so by the time the one does approve the other one's already been sent um but i'm technically i'm skipping the whole process of having to leave the country come back um money that you you know they're really we really have to spend <laughs> lots of money to go there oh i know it i was looking at the forms and it's like oh this form's 500 oh this form's 500 oh this mm -hmm. one's 500 i'm like jesus oh that's another thing you know how you like parallel place you have to um pay like the what is it five something mm -hmm. um we don't we don't have oh to pay nice anything. it's free yeah and so I think with you, well, like with him being in the military, he gets legal counsel, right? So he, do, you don't have to. 
Like, yeah, if you wanted um, to, you could do it yourself, but you don't have to. Uh, yeah, um, I think we still have to. That's not what my husband was looking into, just with deployment and everybody leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of hard, but looking for who will be able to do all that for us because it'd be so much easier and we don't have to pay anything either for like a I mean I wouldn't want to pay a lawyer anyway <laughs> right but um but if that was a case um it's free um that's like a very good um opportunity for you know any military spouse that it's undocumented and want to do that it's it's easy and not as stressful um I mean as long as the marriage is legal. There's nothing to be scared of. Right. So whenever um, you and your husband got together, how did you tell him that you were undocumented? Or like, how did he feel about it? Did he kind of ask a ton of questions? Was he like all over you after it? Or um, See, it's funny because I was actually talking to one of the other girls that we, you know, were with um, about how when I was younger and I had DACA, I used to be embarrassed to tell people, like, oh, I have DACA, like, yeah, I never wanted to tell anyone. Um, Same. I told him, um, after that, it's just been easier. Um, When I told him, I was like, I have DACA, I don't think he knew what DACA (laughs) means. Oh, actually, actually, um, I didn't have my DACA for, like, a couple years. Um, I was just I was going through another process and then I thought it would be smarter but then it turns out that it was just more of a mess so I reapply and I was lucky enough to do it right before they stop oh yeah yes yeah, so close like literally months and then they stopped them so I was really really lucky um but luckily I got accepted right away again and then so me and him were already dating when um I had to apply for it so I told him like oh I gotta apply for my DACA like da 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 and he was like what is that and I'm like well like technically I'm undocumented but with DACA I'm not because I have a work permit but like also I'm not really legal because I can't leave the country <laughs> um I and... can but I ain't coming back <laughs> yeah um, the lady I work for, she asked me, she's like, oh, like, they're going on a vacation. She's like, oh, like, we're going here. Like, can you go? Do you have a passport? I'm like, I mean, I could go, but, like, I'm not coming back. Like, they won't <laughs> let me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, after telling him, after, you know, explaining, like, kind of a little bit of it, um, he understood. And he's he does his own research. Um, um, he also grew up in California where I mean oh yeah there's a lot of undocumented there's a lot of dreamers um so I mean he grew up around people like me and so it wasn't like something weird to him or new or no um and I think we overthink it a lot sometimes because I was the same. Like I was like, oh, I can't tell people, you know, like, what are they going to say or think? Or, you know, how are they going to react? Yeah. But then I told yeah. my husband and it's like, pfft, he's like, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, like your husband, he did his own research and he yeah. like goes to bat for me so hard. Like whenever there's, um, you know, whenever there are new laws and stuff like that. You know what I think is scares us is like being judged by the wrong people because there is a lot of people that don't oh, yeah. accept us and don't support, you know, what, like the Dream Act, they don't support 
who we are and anything so I think that's what scares me is like meeting someone and then they be like oh like you're illegal you know it's like I don't know it's and having to explain and it's just I don't know I don't think anyone wants to go through that be put in a position when you have to explain like and then like like kind of question your family's background like oh you so your mom is or your dad is it's yeah, it's like you don't want to be judged for it. Yeah, and I don't know. I've seen a lot of people being discriminated, and I'm like, I don't want to give a reason to start something. Exactly. But yeah. After my husband, I just I just tell everyone like I have that guy. I have that guy. I'm like I'm not scared <laughs> anymore. Yeah, no, it gets a lot easier because I remember my friend, my old roommate. She would be like, "Hey, let's go on a cruise," or. And I'm like, girl, I can't. <laughs> I'm limited to what I can go and do. <laughs> but yeah. once you start telling, and I guess it a lot, it depends a lot of like the people that you hang out with, you know, like your circle yeah. and how, like, how um, informed they really want to get about the subject. Because once you tell someone, they're gonna want to have, you know, they're gonna want to know what exactly it is. Yeah. But if they do their own research and they're like, oh, okay, you know, it makes it a lot easier on you. And you know, so so surprisingly, like a lot of people know about that guy, like more than I thought. Um, I have met a couple of people when I say that guy, they're like, "Oh, I know who that is." And, um, <laughs> but then also, I also have met a lot of people that are misinformed about what it is, and what yeah. also misinformed about what being undocumented means. A lot of people think we get all this free stuff, and oh, we my favorite is like stuff. they don't pay taxes. <laughs> Oh my god, like, yes. And I'm like, yes, on. we do. <laughs> my parents can pick and we don't get any of it back. <laughs> exactly. We pay them, but we don't get it back. Yeah, like all these benefits and stuff. We don't get any of that, guys. Those, they, they say, like, oh, you, you, oh, you get all, the, all these benefits. Like, you can go to the hospital and you don't. No, we don't. Yeah. It all comes out of pocket. Everything. I got braces. <laughs> And I had to pay, I think, like four thousand dollars out of pocket because I didn't have insurance. It's yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's it's harder. Like they don't understand. Like like my sister, like to go to college, they have to like work twice harder than like a you know you like citizen. Like I don't yeah, know. we don't get don't the get same that. kind of scholarships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or even the um, like here in Texas, we have what's called TASFA. You know, so we do get something similar to ta- to FAFSA yeah but it's nowhere near as much as you no. get with FAFSA I did it a few semesters and I think they gave me like one semester they gave me like $500 or $700 for full time so yeah no it's hard and like another thing is like or you know um so when I came here obviously I didn't speak any English I was 12 years old they threw me in a classroom in a school when I no one speaks Spanish and I don't know what to do and I'm scared and one thing I realized is that if you want to do something in life being undocumented was you gotta work like twice much more than the other kids like you know how to work to learn English and at the same time do my same classes that everybody else is doing and it's like you have to translate and do all these other things that like these kids are not going through you know and yeah it makes you grow up faster 
Yeah, especially when you have to sit there and be your parents' translator because they don't oh. understand either. And it's like, ¿para qué vas a la escuela if you don't know what to do? <laughs> that it's was like, their um, favorite thing. ¿Para qué like, vas a la escuela um, entonces? <laughs> and it's like, oh, mom, but they don't teach me how to translate medical terms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say what you got, man. <laughs> then you'll be crying like, oh. Oh, my goodness, Yes. I think we all have, like, a little bit of PTSD with that. <laughs> Literally. It's, like, I think that's the one thing I, like, really like about the dreamers is that I feel like we all kind of feel connected. Like, we all, you know, kind of have similarly, similarly, similar, what do you say that word? Similar? similar? Yeah. <laughs> um, We're very similar in a lot of things, like, um like, the literally the fact that, like, we all have to translate things for our parents or... Things like that. It's like we open through a lot, and I think we open through it together without knowing it. Yeah. So last question: yeah. How, when you get your, you know, your citizenship or your adjustment of status, where is the first place you want to travel? Mexico. <laughs> really? Yeah. I told my husband been... I want to go to like Europe or something. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, my husband and I, he's in Germany right now, and he shows me pictures and talks about, like, you know, how cool it is, and I really do want to go. But, I mean, I haven't been home in almost 20 years. I don't even know. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, a little under 20 years. So it's like the first thing I want to go is go to Mexico. I mean, most of people right now that are doing um, advanced parole can yeah. do it and go and then go somewhere else. But since I'm doing parole in place and I'm not going to Mexico to, like, do it, then, you know, that'll be the main first place. Get some tacos and <laughs> right. smell the dirt when it rains. I can't and... remember, like, anything about Mexico. Because um, I got here when I was so small. So it's kind of like... I I would oh, like yeah. to go. Um, I shoot. I think I was in pre-K when I got here. Maybe like oh. five, four, five. Yeah. Like I remember certain things, but nothing that I'm just like, oh, I miss Mexico. I can't wait to go back. You know, because this 12. is my life. I was twelve, so that's half of my life. Yeah. So, like, my cousins, my grandma's food. I didn't, my, my grandma raised me and um, she passed away a little bit after I got here, a couple years oh. after I got here. So I never got to like, you know, see where she's or, so that'd be nice to, to go and, um, la comida. Oh yeah, for sure. First um, thing I'm hitting up. <laughs> and then I, I want to do, like, do like a little traveling around Mexico and go to like um like you know the places because like my husband asked me like oh what is this place like 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 piramides or um places in mexico city and i'm like um i went when i was little but like it 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 doesn't you know i don't have the same effect like i don't know i didn't know what it was i didn't know it was so beautiful i didn't know it was so nice and important and the history of it yeah Um, i want to see it as a grown-up i want to see it as an adult and see what I missed. I would love to go visit like those, um, like the, como se dice, Mayan, the los, you know, like all of that. 
yeah las pirámides and all that good stuff like i just think yeah. that it's so interesting and yeah, i want to go too. visit mexico city because you know that little round thing <laughs> i don't know what it's called but my brain is fried today but yeah i know what you mean um mexico city has a lot of things like el, el, el um uh, chapultepec oh yeah El Castillo, Chapultepec. Um, what is that like big museum that is like really important? I can't remember the name either. Oh yeah. There's like this. There's like there's this big museum of like art and stuff. So there's a lot of places that I want to check out and like when people ask me where, like, because when people ask you like where are you from and you're like oh from Mexico like, and they ask me like you know like oh what's in, you know what's in Mexico what is like I'm like definitely not like narcos. <laughs> people. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. It really is. Um, But, like, I I can't say either, like, all this good stuff because I didn't experience it, you know? Like, I don't remember it. And the Mexico that I know when I was 12 is not the Mexico that I will see now that I'm 28. Yeah, I think when I was there... Um, they were barely opening McDonald's. So we went to have those, you know, the Happy Meals and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that's one of the big things I remember. But other than that, I don't remember much. Girl, I have to freaking travel, like, 30, 40 minutes to freaking go to, like, Pizza Hut or something. And Pollo Feliz. Sheesh. Yeah, because I live in a little town. Where, like, I was born in Mexico, so you don't have family there. But I moved to this little town in Wana, um, Barimora, Guanajuato. It's really close to Celaya. Mm-hmm. And um, so the closest city was Celaya. So it's like, it was like 40-ish minutes to go get food there if we wanted anything. Yikes. Like that. My uncle used to take us all the time. Burger King. And the movie theater. That's like the closest. And ahora tenemos todo aquí. Like five minutes away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's what we take for granted, you know, everything that we do, like we have now. It's like sometimes we forget that it's not, it wasn't the same. Yeah. It was better though, in a way, like growing up in the outside in the dirt, the trees, like eating crude, and I don't know, life was easier. <laughs> I remember always being outside when I was in Mexico so I do feel like you know like you're always outside playing it was like a big community like everybody knew everybody yeah all the neighbors were friends and it's kind of different here I remember walking with my sister like I'm like I was like 11 or 10 my sister was like 9 8 and we're walking in the street at like midnight and you know people se sienta fuera with like their little chairs and they have Mm -hmm. coffee and talk and el chisme and whatnot and then, um, I'm like midnight, we're just walking around, and I wasn't scared. Nothing was happening. They were all watching us, making sure we all made it home. And in here, it's like you can't do that. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing that hit me the most was like the. I had this like shock of like food. Oh my god, I hated tortillas when I got here. I don't know about you, but they are different. I, I I don't remember. <laughs> I, I love me some flour tortillas though. I get down on those. 
but tortillas in Mexico are not no. When I got here, I refused to eat for probably a week. My mom was begging me to eat. I wasn't eating anything. I hated the meat. It tastes old. And then the tortillas were like sweet. And I didn't understand why the the tortillas tasted so sweet and they were so gross and I was crying and I didn't eat my grandma had to mail me tortillas from Mexico so I could actually eat. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really hard. I think I think you were lucky being so young because it's easier to adapt when you're little. Yeah, it's way easier to adjust to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. For me, it was, it was hard. And I can imagine, like, older kids that made it, like, they were older. Imagine our parents, you know, like, they came out here as grown-ups. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's got to be tough. My dad was telling me, you know, my, now my husband is deployed. And, you know, I was, like, crying because I miss him and it's hard. And I was on FaceTime with my parents, and my dad goes, he said, Brenda, that's nothing. Um, he's like, you should, like, think of when I came here to the United States, to California, and your mom was in Mexico, and we had to walk an hour to make it to, like, a place so I can buy a car and go to a phone and talk to her outside. It was raining, it was cold, it was really hot, it didn't matter. I had to be outside talking on the phone with her. So then I could communicate. And I have it so easy now, you know, I have FaceTime and Yeah. Text and you don't have you don't have to send letters, so it's like yeah, I was like, you know what, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I do have it pretty easy for this. It's still hard, but you know. It makes you think. Yeah, it does. They'd really sacrifice a lot for us. Okay, so how did you come about Dreamers Together? Like, how'd you find them? My sister. Um, I So, this is going to sound horrible, but um, after a while, I just got tired of listening to bad news about things. You know, like, they tried to shut down DACA. They tried to do this, like, stop the Dreamers. And I hate listening to negativity. It just makes me... I'm an empath, so I, like feel everything and it just it Mm -hmm. wasn't working for me so I kind of stayed away from news and tv so I had no idea what AP was and um one day I was here at work and my sister just um added me to the group and I clicked on it and I started reading about it and I was like what I could go home (laughs) um so I started reading more and then then I find out about probably place and and all that, but that's how I find the group. My sister's always like on it. She always finds all the stuff. She's always updating me on the news. Well, not it's me because since I'm on the group, I can tell her first. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you get like the first scoop. <laughs> you really do. Like, like, how can you renew on DACA online? Like, who, like, literally, or group was the first. Well, I don't know about like the first, but you know, like, I knew from them first, and it was like early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool, though, that now you can do it electronically. I know. So much easier. Less stress. Because I was yes. scared my papers are going to get lost. Same. And I was, I found them because I was trying to, um, I was renewing my DACA, and I was like, I'm going to do it myself, but I need to figure out how. And I got on, I don't know how I found it on Reddit. 
and I think it was, I want to say it was like Ernesto or somebody, somebody was talking about Dreamers Together and how you could join their groups and they give you all this information. Mm -hmm. And I joined it and I was like, whoa, like who the heck, like where did Advanced Pro come from? I know. You don't let Pro in place, none of that. It's crazy because a lot of people don't know about this. Like, I mean, I didn't know. Like, we don't, We, you know, it's like, unless you know about Dreamers together, you really don't know anything. <laughs> like, it's straight up. Like, I don't I don't think I ever heard it from anyone else or any anywhere else. Um, I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, same. It was like a whole, like, information bank. You know, like, you got so much information from just that group. It was crazy. Yes. Yeah, I remember, like, binge read every single question that I saw, trying to, like, understand what was going on, and then I was like, whoa. And yeah, it's just, I... Like, it's not because, like, we're part of the group, but literally, like, I never felt so welcome, and, like, I'm not scared to ask questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not feeling judged, because I think that's always been the thing, is, like, feeling judged by everyone else, of, like, I haven't done this, or I don't know how to do this, it's, like, it's just so much easier now, like, you can just go look on the group, and they have every question, every guide that you can read. Oh, yeah, I lived in the search bar for, like, a yeah. good week. <laughs> I was searching uh, everything, like, how do I change my name after getting married, and you know, like, where do I send my application? Like, honestly, I even do that still now. But, like, when people ask questions in the group, that like, sometimes I'm, like, not exactly sure. And then, like, um, I ask them, you know, would you are, like, ask them the chat. And then, like, maybe everybody's busy. And I'm just like, huh, like, I wonder if I can. You always find the answers there. Always. Like, if it's people, crazy. If people will actually, like, look it up and actually read it, like, they wouldn't even have to ask anything. They would just straight up find the answers there. Yeah, it's it's a whole bunch of information in there. And now we have like all the new pages and social media. So it's so much like stuff that we can do to get all the information we need. Okay, so what is your role in Dreamers Together? <sighs> well, <laughs> um, I am a Facebook moderator. Uh, I'm not as active as I was at first, but that's because now I'm doing translations, um, I'm in charge with Diana on uh, Pinterest, um, we are doing, we are starting to help with Instagram, <laughs> me and her, and then also we're going to be in charge of the Google business page, so, a little busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot. She she was laughing at me because when you asked like oh you know who want to tell the story and stuff and I go I can do it and she's like girl you, we're literally just talking about how we have so much in our hands and you're already offering for another thing and I was like yeah you're right <laughs> I know it's like you want to do a little bit of everything because when I joined I was doing the Facebook box too and then I was like I really want to do translations and that was a whole ah, I love it it's like my favorite thing ever but then it kind of makes me feel like Excuse me, ma'am. Where did you learn your Spanish? <laughs> oh because God, this is yes. not the same. You know how we always say it's like we always be saying like um, the words like you you question like I was like am I Mexican like 
<laughs> Seriously though, okay, at my job, like my actual job, I speak in mm -hmm. Spanish all day long. I talk to Spanish customers todo el día. So I'm sitting here like, I'm fluent. I'm uh, really good at this. Like I talk in Spanish como si nada, like I'm a pro. And then I get these translations and I'm like, hold up now. <laughs> ¿Qué pasó yeah, aquí? I, my English is so much worse than like my Spanish. I think I, I always think like, oh, I have the, like, I'm good in Spanish. Like mi español is like perfect. I read in Spanish. I write in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I'm actually like, I was been proud of like, You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I actually didn't know how to speak proper Spanish. And then I get in translations, and it's like, um, what does this mean? <laughs> yes. Like, there's some some words that I literally, like, I just, I don't understand. And it's not because I'm, like, wrong, like, writing, like, they're writing wrong or anything. It's just, like, I never heard of them before. Yeah, it's because we grew up with that span, como se llama, like, that watered-down Spanish. See, plus, like, okay, if you think about it, like, when we were in Mexico, like, we were little, and then the Spanish that we're, like, learning at home is, you know, is mixed with, like, English, like, a lot of kids here speak Spanish and all that, mm -hmm. so then you, um, we skip the whole learning Spanish from Mexico, and, like, whatever, like, people are from, like, you didn't, um, I didn't get to hear the hard words, I didn't hear people saying this words that now I don't know what they mean. Yes, it's like we learned it. They make they mushed them up together and they just taught them to us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it's weird because you'll think you know you know like I think I know a lot of Spanish, but then you'll see these words and you're like, um, yeah, maybe I'm not Mexican. <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm not Sabo kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That is so funny. But definitely translation step is my favorite like we are I don't know it's like a little family yes it's I love it like I love how like welcoming everyone is for the most part you know and mm -hmm. like everybody's there to help you everybody's there to like make sure yeah. that we and all we get a, to where we want to get we have our days where we can just have a little cheese man if someone's feeling you know bad or having a bad day we'll talk about it yes it's so nice you, you feel connected as a whole thing like not even just us but like dreamers in general like we we know it's like we, we talk about you know families that don't want to help us with you know documents for oh i lost you again me there you are oh that was weird um i said um how we talk about like families and don't want to help us with like documents for AP and stuff and then how um like it's not just one person it's a lot of us that like go through the same things and it's like damn we really are connected we really do go through the same problems yes it's like we find uh they say like similar ground with each other you know because yeah. we're like we have experience we've all experienced it we've all have like Yeah, and something like, to and I'm not talking about just like Mexicans or anything I'm talking about like people from all the world that have DACA yeah we all I think that is lot. so crazy that everybody thinks it's just Mexicans like no guys like there's people from other countries and like it's crazy how many people world. have DACA yeah I just there was one what was it 
Is it India? Is like there um that cover is from India? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I think I read about that and I was like, wow, like that's crazy. Like it's all over the world. Yeah, there's like Africa and well what's her name? Vanessa, it's from um Dominican Republic, so Yeah. We're all over. There's people from like Salvador, Chile. We're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I know. But like literally everybody just like when you think of like undocumented and DACA, everybody thinks like Mexicans. Yeah. It's Which like, is like having guys. to explain another part is like it's not just us. Like I mean it's nothing wrong with it either. Yeah, no, this is like people just assume. Yeah. The worst always. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's what we're here for, though, to educate everybody and let them know. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, we just want to work and go to school and make a better future for everyone and ourselves. Pretty much. Let us in, guys. Come on. <laughs> let us in and out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I just want to be able to go somewhere and not have to be scared that I won't be able to go back. Right. I was making a joke saying that we're kidnapped by the United States. <laughs> yeah, really they are. won't let us. Nope. That's funny. Okay, so if it was one thing you could tell someone who was undocumented or who doesn't know about a group, what would you say? I would say do AP. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> AP, parole in place. Go for it. Like, there's really nothing you can lose, honestly. Like, I know it's scary at first, and you're like, well, what if I go, and, like, I can't come back, or, like, so many people are doing it, so many people are, like, as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you follow all the rules, you leave and come back within the time that you're supposed to, you'll be fine, you know, and, like, reach for that goal, reach for, like, a day when you don't have to stress out over, what if tomorrow I won't be able to be here? What if tomorrow I'll have to leave my kids and my family? Reach for that goal. Yeah. So lose that fear because that fear yeah. is what's holding us back. You know, that's what's keeping us from being great. It really is. Nosotros no somos los, más, los mejores porque no nos dejamos. Like, we're scared. But yes. if we really just get to it, it's like people start, you know, losing the fear. The real dream will come out. Like, we're dreamers. We we can do it. We can dream about it and make it real, like a reality. Like it's, and it's not as hard as it seems. Facts. Guides, man. <laughs> literally just read the guides. Seriously, and there's so do many people research. with so much information now. Exactly, like you can find so much information. On how to go about it. Yeah, I think people just kind of want to like, and I mean, no, nothing wrong with it, but like, I feel like they just want to skip the whole research part and just kind of like give the answer. And it's like, sometimes like for you to lose that fear, you have to like read it. You have to go through it. You know, do your research, go through everything and ask all your questions. But first do your research so then you'll know, you have that knowledge. So then you just ask for the last little thing that you need. So then it won't be as 
hard. It won't be as stressful. But thank you for joining me. It was awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, you guys. And thank you to Brenda again for hopping on here and sharing her story and just chatting it up with me tonight. Make sure to come back next Tuesday for another episode of the Dreamers Together podcast. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias. Tune in to our TikTok, Clubhouse, and even our Facebook lives to get any question you may have answered. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dreamers Together podcast, where we talk all things DACA, adjustment of status, advancement parole, and anything immigration related. Here at Dreamers Together, our mission is to create a safe space for dreamers to share their knowledge and experiences and become fierce advocates for family reunification, community service, and immigrant empowerment.